For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined, as always, by the all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, who we really could have used today against the Vikings because there would have been no blown coverages in that back end to lose to the Vikings. So I am joined by the one, the only, Glover Quinn. What is up? Oh, tell me about it. Blown coverages. This, oh, devastating. Devastating secondary play today. It was, and they really missed Tracy Walker after he went down with an ankle injury, quickly ruled out. Never liked to see that. But the thing that drove me craziest was the fourth down and four. All you need is a first down to win the game. And instead, you kick the field goal. And if you make the field goal, you're up six. So even when KJ Osborne scores that touchdown, you're still down one. So I really didn't like that decision when a first down wins the game and you've been successful on third down multiple times throughout. Amon Ross St. Brown had that 30 yarder to set up the Jamal Williams touchdown. What did That's, you think? That I was felt the same way. I was riding in the car and I was when it was fourth and four, and I saw them getting ready to kick this field goal. And I'm like, and I don't want to say the exact words that I used in my car, but I'm like, you've had a pair of big ones all day, all day. You went for it on fourth down. After the first missed field goal on fourth down, you was going for it all day. I think you were four for six on fourth down conversions, right? Now that is crunch time. You opted to go for a 54-yard field goal that wouldn't even put the game out of reach as opposed to saying, I got four yards to get. We've been going for it all day. We're going for it right now. Because even if you don't get it, you're still farther than with the missed field goal, right? Because when you, when you miss a field goal, they get the ball from where you kicked it from. Right. So you give them what seven yards. Right. Yeah. So I didn't like that call. I thought that was the I like you. I thought that was the 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 play of the game. I thought that was the 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 game that I mean the play that I would have loved to see Dan go for it right there, man. I like I said, I felt like he got a little tight, little you know, just and and he went for the kick. And I I I would have loved to see him go for it on fourth down. I don't know if, you know, DeAndre Swift being injured, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown not being healthy. I don't know if any of those things contributed to that. But I would have put all those guys on the field 
and went to TJ Hawkinson or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just need four yards, TJ. I just need you to figure out a way to block somebody out to get me four yards to win the game. So I didn't like that call. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Bet Online, where the game starts. I didn't either, and... I especially don't like it. You can do all the hindsight coaching, but then immediately the Vikings start ripping off large gains and then the wide open touchdown to KJ Osborne. That was the problem was the blown coverages, the missed assignments, both the touchdowns wide open with, I believe Mike Hughes was supposed to be in coverage for both of them. I could have, could be incorrect. A lot of emotions flying, but Adam Thielen wide open in the end zone. KJ Osborne just torches Mike Hughes. You can't have that. You just, you can't have those missed assignments. Well, it looks like, you know, the, the, the one with Adam Thielen just wide open, you know, they did some kind of action and motion and this and that. So that had to have been bad eyes. I mean, for somebody to be that wide open, the defender either fell or it's just bad eyes. He just didn't see him actually, you know what I'm saying? Um, but on that last one, from what I could see, it looked like the coverage that they were playing, and I could be wrong, but this it looked like there should have been a safety there. Okay. Because if they were playing some kind of two, because the thing that I saw is they were in man-to-man or some form of man-to-man because money was closed in on Adam Thielen. And Mike Hughes, the nickel, is on Osgood, right? But when you look at the positioning, he's inside leverage, right? He's inside leverage. So if he's inside leverage, you have no chance on the corner route. But most of the time when you're playing inside leverage like that, you have a safety over the top. So you're playing some kind of two-man where you want to be inside and underneath because you got a safety that's over the top to play that corner route for you. If they were blitzing, then he shouldn't have been pressing because when you blitz, you want to play off so you don't get a quarterback an easy read, an easy throw, and you want to give the blitz time to get there. If you were in cover one, then Mike Hughes shouldn't have been playing inside leverage. He should have been playing outside leverage because in cover one, you only have one safety to help you, and he's in the middle of the field. So then you have to protect yourself on the corner route and push him to the post because the safety is in there. So, 
And then the way Mike turned around to look as if like something just wasn't right on that play. I don't know if it was a blown coverage. I don't know if it was a miscommunication and what they were supposed to be in. But it looks like Mike was thinking something or playing something and one of the safeties or somebody just was somebody was off on that play. I would love to see the all 22 on that play so I can see exactly what they were in and see exactly what was supposed to happen. And that would make a lot of sense, especially without Tracy Walker, things getting gummed up. The communication's not there, especially in Minnesota as well. So a lot of factors at play. How much do you think losing Tracy Walker impacted the team, not just from the missed assignments, but the communication, just the the alignments, everything? Because it seemed after they lost him, that's when the chunk play started to happen. Well, I mean, I think, you know, when you lose a guy like that, well, then obviously you're losing a big key to the secondary. You're losing the uh, the captain of the, of the secondary, one of the captains of the team defense. You know, you're losing your veteran guy, somebody that, like you said, that can help communicate, that can help keep the guys together, somebody that can make plays for you. Um, you lose a lot when you lose when you lose one of your guys. And so I think, you know, one of the things I think happened is I don't know if they did a good enough job, in my opinion, of mixing things up. And what I mean is, you look at how the, the secondary was playing, right? They were playing off coverage some, right? You saw that. They were doubling Justin Jefferson a lot, right? So when I say mixing things up, you can't go a whole game doing the same thing. You can't say, okay, we're going to double Justin the whole game because by the time you get to the third and fourth quarter, they're going to figure it out. They're going to see, okay, well, this is what we got to do, right? So you see by the end of the game, they very rarely throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. They're throwing it to Thielen, and then they got Osgood involved in the game because they're seeing, hey, this nickel is one-on-one all game. They're doubling Justin, and they're putting a, a money on Thielen, and the nickel, he's by himself. So that's where we're going to attack, right? So I feel like at that point, yes, Justin Jefferson can beat you at any time, but by this point in the game, Jeff Okuda has got a good feel for Justin Jefferson right now. So if you're making stuff look the same, you can make it look like I'm doubling Justin Jefferson and going double Adam Thielen. You can make it look like I'm doubling Justin Jefferson and I'm doubling with the nickel because we're making it all look the same and we're making them figure out who we're doubling after they snap the ball, Right? If everybody's playing off and everybody's kind of playing in that that area to where you don't really know, you can mix things up and then you can get opportunities where Justin Jefferson is one-on-one, but they see it too late. They're not expecting him to be one-on-one, so they don't throw the ball. And you get him to hold it a tick longer than he wants to, which gives the defensive line time to get there. And just like in week one, I, I, you know, injuries may be the factor, but – I just don't recall hearing Aiden Hutchinson's name enough to 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 be effective. You got you gotta have that. I don't remember hearing, you know, Malcolm Rodriguez's name called enough to be effective. So just stuff like that. You just got it. Just got to be better. 
And you could tell that at times Kirk Cousins was flustered. The pressure was in his face. He was forcing throws. He was getting intentional groundings. And that's really the only time Hutchinson did make an impact. I believe it was an intentional grounding by Kirk. But outside of that, you had other plays where he's just sitting in the pocket all comfy. And then he's able to hit these big plays. So it really was an up and down day from the defensive line, from the pass rush which was frustrating because we saw how effective they were last week. They bullied the commander's offensive line and they ended up getting bullied a little bit themselves by the Minnesota offensive line. Dalvin cook doesn't top a hundred yards because he goes down with a shoulder injury. We're hoping for the best for him, but cook has a history of shoulder separations throughout his career dating back to Florida state. So you never like to see that. But even when he goes down, Alexander Madison comes in and he takes eight touches, 44 and a touchdown. He just touched down like and he and it was it was an angry run, a grown man run through the defense. There were opportunities to stop him. Same with Cook all day. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, he wanted he wanted a lot more than than the Lions wanted to stop him. I mean, Dalvin Cook was well on his way to 100 yards rushing. You know, they they came out and they made it a point that they were going to get him the ball. Which you knew that, right? He's the catalyst to their offense. They yes, they got Justin Jefferson and all those things. But when Delvin Cook gets going, that opens up everything else, right? So they came out. He only had six touches last week. He was definitely gonna have more than that this week. That's why, you know, they had an over-under on if Justin Jefferson would get 12 targets this game. I said they gotta go under. They're not gonna target him that much coming off of how it went last week. So I knew that going into the game. And Dalvin Devin Cook, he was on his way to a hundred yard game, you know, and unfortunately he got injured. Like you said, we wish him the best. You never want to see that. But then it's like when he went out the game. I don't know if they let their guards down even more on the run game because this other kid came in and he, like you said, he was running hungry. He was running mad. He was running angry. He was running with a chip on his shoulder. And I'm pretty sure he bought himself a couple more carries, you know, eight carries, 44 yards and a touchdown, a grown man touchdown like that. He'll probably get more carries. And so I just didn't like, I didn't like a lot of the defensive stuff. I mean, so many penalties, um, in the secondary, giving them first downs, like Amani just he didn't, he just he just had he hasn't looked good to me, even you know. And I said this way back in August, even when I went out to training camp, he just didn't look good to me. And you know, he's you know, dealt with some injuries, a back, and I mean, you can't be a defensive back and have seven, eight penalties in a game. I mean, every time you have a penalty as a defensive back, it's a first down. See the yeah. holding, you see the face mask, you see the PI. Like every time you have a penalty in the secondary, it's a first down. And you just can't give them eight first downs by penalty. You just can't do that. So I personally don't like what i'm seeing from a money right now so hopefully he can uh he can get on the other side of that we really need him to because he has not played up to the hype of last year the interceptions haven't been there he was getting bodied by aj brown at times in week one played better in week two i believe but even then that was kind of a team win everyone played better that week and then back to this where 
lot of penalties and you just can't have that against Kirk Cousins when when you know what he can do and you know what he's like as a quarterback because you can fluster him you can take advantage of him you don't need to get all handsy you don't need to take these penalties make a play on the ball instead of just grabbing for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, Adam Thielen at this point is not going to run past you. No. He's not going to run past you. He's not trying to run past you. He's literally trying to work underneath. That's that's what he's trying to do. So you have to understand that, man. Play off of him, sit on all his routes, and be ready to drive on the ball. Like, you're pressing him, and you're getting caught up and tangled up and holding and grabbing and not like you, – you can't cover like that. You, you got to use your feet, use your athleticism, use your size, and, and make plays on the ball. Like, you just – you just can't do that. They didn't. They didn't do anything to help themselves out. They did everything to to hurt them. I mean, it just. And then, like you know, Amon St. Brown gets Amon Ross St. Brown gets injured, right? So that slows him down a little bit. You know, DeAndre Swift has the ankle, so that slows him down some. DJ Chart comes out early in the game, and he's making plays and it's like they stopped going to him. I don't know if the coverage was different or like they stopped going to him. And I mean, TJ Hawkinson makes a, a a catch and I mean, how many times did he get targeted this game? I didn't see them like going at TJ very often. Right. Like he's a number eight overall draft pick. Like he should be able to pick up some slack when I'm on St. Brown can't move the change for you. TJ is that guy that can move the change. You got to get him involved in the game. Like, I just don't – it was like when DeAndre went down and got hobbled and Amon got, got hobbled, it was just like they didn't have anybody to turn to. So the offense just got – I mean, they come out 14-0 real quick, and then it just gets stagnant. They score one touchdown the rest of the game. And that's the thing is that you have so many options. Harrison Smith didn't play that game. You've got – a rookie and a basically rookie rotating to replace him. Take those shots to DJ Chark. Take those shots to TJ Hawkinson over the middle. I, it just left me wanting more for a lot of the game. And the, the worst part is I feel like the Lions really outplayed the Vikings. It felt like they were the better team for the entirety of the game until really the final two Vikings possessions is when everything changed and it's frustrating because that's something that would happen in old in old regimes with the lions where it would be the last second crumbling i didn't expect to see that that this today i thought we were at a point where we could trust the lions to hold a lead that they 10 point lead in the fourth quarter i mean against that team right i mean if they're playing against you know somebody yeah but like you said, I mean, at this point, 
you expect them to hold that. They had all the momentum. They're playing well. It's a 10-point lead. It's mid-third quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you – I mean, you know they're going to have to make a couple more plays to close the game out, right? We understand that. You just, you just don't expect them to lose that game. And by not winning that game, like I say, they didn't do anything to help themselves win. But when Dan – when Coach Campbell – decided to kick that field goal, I was saying to myself right then, either way, I didn't like the result. Because even yeah. if he makes that field goal, you're still putting the pressure on your defense that's hobbled, right? Tracy's out. Amani's been struggling all day. Aiden hasn't gotten pressure. Like, you're still putting pressure on your defense because it was still a minute, 15 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. They go down and score a touchdown, you're still going to lose by one. You know, so. And the Vikings had no timeouts either. A first down completely ends the game. For ends the, the game. Ends the game. You have to go for it in that scenario. Yeah. Like I said, you've had, a, you've had a pair of big ones all day. When it get crunch time, they can't shrivel up. You just got to keep letting them hang. Excuse my French. Oh, your French is excused because that is a great, a fantastic analogy. <laughs> what are you expecting the Lions to be working on this week? And will that change depending on the severity of some of these injuries? I was about to say, that's what they got to work on. They got to work on getting those guys healthy because as we can see with DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown not on the field in their healthiest capacity, the offense is just not the same. So playing a Seattle team that's, you know, I mean, they're playing right now. I don't know exactly, but they, you know, they they seem to play decent defense, right? You're gonna need those guys out there. I mean, Jamal's running the ball well, but if you don't have anybody that they can that they fear in the pass game, and you know, they're gonna have to get TJ more involved. Chark is gonna have to come through some kind of way. You know, I like Reynolds, but he went down with an injury today. Some so don't know what's going on with him. Um, so they got they got to find somebody else that can get the job done. Um, and then defensively, like I say, in the secondary, I saw it in training. Who's going to be the guy that's making plays? Yes, Deshaun Elliott tackled great today, right? Recovered a fumble, right? But there's nobody in the secondary creating these things. Dalvin Cook ran, ran into his own guy and fumbled the ball. Somebody has to become a playmaker in the secondary. Otherwise, you're going to always have these blow-ups in the fourth quarter because, like I say, it's very difficult to keep teams at bay for an entire game. You can do it for a half, but then they make adjustments. And by the fourth quarter, they figured you out, and now they start to carve you up. So you got to be able to create turnovers. Otherwise, they're going to get you at some point. So they got to get healthy. You know, Aiden has to get more consistent. Something. We got to, I mean, we had one sack today and it came from a linebacker. Yeah. Right. So we got to get more consistently. And I know it's hard. And I know you're a little banged up. And I know all these different things. They got to find a way. They do. There's really 
no other way about it, especially heading into C or this is at, at home against Seattle, but especially playing against a Seattle team that we've seen turns the ball over. We've seen Geno Smith throw some interceptions. We need them to step up big. And so is there any way to work on that specifically to generate turnovers? Or is that just something that happens? Well, I mean, you got to work on creating turnovers. You got to have that environment. Um, it doesn't just happen. You know, it doesn't just happen. Like when I was in Detroit, we really focused on turnover. We used to do turnover drills every single day. Every single day we did turnover drills. And then we would calculate, we would keep up, you know, with who can punch the ball out the most, right? Who's who's creating turnovers in practice. And, I, and it was from a anytime they had a ball, right? They might they might catch a pass and run for a few yards and you know they're hustling it, they're jogging back to the huddle. I might come up behind them and punch the ball out as they jogging back to the huddle. Cause we wanted to punch the ball out or, or do something at any given time. So that was the culture of what we were trying to do, create turnovers, turnover circuits every day, punching the ball out every day, scooping the ball. Every time the ball was loose, we wanted the ball. So when you got in the games, those things are natural. You're naturally doing those things. You're naturally punching at the ball. You're naturally ripping at the ball. You've went through so many different turnover circuits and you understand different ways to force and create turnovers. That's what you got to have. And, you know, I don't know if they do enough of that because you don't see enough guys. I mean, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but I would assume that the lines are probably in the bottom five on turnovers. I'd I don't have know. to imagine so. I mean, they got one this week. Like, I don't know outside of fourth down stops. I don't know anybody else that has, like, a turnover in game action. They had the one interception, but that was on a two-point play earlier yeah. in the season. I don't know anybody that has a turnover, forced fumble, fumble. I don't know anybody that has one in real game action till today. And even today – it was not not a forced fumble. It was a fumble recovery. That's it. That's the right. one. That's the one turnover stat we get. So it feels as though the Lions play a lot of swarming defense. There are a lot of hats on a hat. A lot of guys swarming to the ball. But if you're in position, punch it out. The peanut punch, Charles Tillman. Go for those types of plays. So right. I don't know. It just. Left today just leaves me feeling kind of deflated. I'm deflated. I mean, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I don't I'm just because you know, when you look at the course of a season, these are the games that haunt you in December, right? An opportunity to go on the road against a division team and get a win, right? You would have been two and one, they would have been one and two, and you would have had to head to head against them. Right. And now the next time you play them, they got to come to you. So it gives you an opportunity to get the sweep. And you just can't let these games slip away. I mean, they've lost two games by a combination of seven points. Right. Three points to the Eagles, four points to the Vikings. You know, you just you just can't let these games go to waste. And I feel like they let one slip out, slip away this week. And now they, instead of everyone in the NFC North tied at one and one, we've now got the Vikings at two and one, 
Packers could move to two and one if they can take down the Buccaneers. And the Bears are now two and one because they beat Lovey Smith in his return to Chicago with the Texans. So unfortunately, it looks like the Lions are going to be last in the division exiting week three. Right. And that's what's sad because, I mean, last week I'm sitting here like I, out of all the teams that in the division, the Lions are playing the best. Right, they're playing better than Green Bay. They're playing better than Minnesota. They're playing better than Chicago. And then you you drop this game and you go from a potential to be first in the division with the momentum, you know, playing really good football. So now you're last in the division again. You know, that's that's not where you want to be. And I know it's early in the season. They still got 14 games to play. I understand that. It's just tough. It's tough to be in that position because then everything starts to creep back in and you got to fight that mental hurdle of dealing with the media. Oh, well, you guys are in last place again. And are you guys really this or are you the same old line? Like all these little things that you just allow to creep in all because of that one game. And like I said, I, I can link it back to that one play. I feel like, I feel like you got to go on that fourth down, man. You just got to let it hang and go. And like I said, you've been getting first downs all day, so your team is on board. Like, your team is on board. You know, I didn't like that the last fourth down call that they made, the play call. I didn't like that slow developing counter run to the backside with no lead blockers out there. Like, I just thought that was a bad play call. Um but you also got to look at why are we having so many fourth down conversions? It's because we're not converting on third down. Why yeah. aren't we converting on third down? Because the third down conversions are longer. We're not getting enough on first down. Obviously, like I say, DeAndre Swift being out, that hurts in that regard. But we're not getting enough on first down or second down, and we're in longer third downs. And now we're playing in that gray area, right? We're at the 44, 45. Do we punt it? Do we – we might as well go for it, right? So you're in that same position at the end of the game, right? You've you've been prepared this whole game for that moment because you've been in that same position all game. And for some reason, you just you decided against it. So to me, those are defining moments when you look at a team, building a team. I've trusted you guys all game to go get go get that first down. And when a game is on the line, I put it in the hands of my kicker to kick a 54-yarder to not necessarily even seal the game, but just to make them have to score a touchdown. So, uh, that's tough for me. It's tough. It really is. Lions fall to one and two. Hopefully can move to two and two against the Seahawks next weekend. But... In the meantime, it's just going to stink for a little bit. So, Glover, any final thoughts on the Lions on the NFL today? Or are we just ready to put this one in the back the back burner? Look at the, the rearview mirror. Well, I, I, you know, you have, you, you have to face it, right? We can't just put it in the rearview mirror. We have to face it. We have to understand what happened, why it happened, so we can correct it. Um, for, for me, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to swallow this one, right? This one, this one, 
this one is a is a tough pill. I I still like the lines, but I obviously feel like with those injuries to those key guys on offense, their offense does not look the same. You know, Tracy going down in the secondary, and I hope it's not an Achilles. I hope it's not an Achilles. But when you see those guys on on the field and they're they're pushing that like they're pushing that gas pedal, it's like they're trying to they're trying to feel if I if I got something attached in the back. So for him to go out the game, right, and to not even get attempted to come back, right, you get carted, you get carted off the sideline. That's tough. That's that's scary. So tough day for the Lions, man. Tough day for us. We're gonna have to talk about it. We're gonna have to hear about it. Um, I still like them, but those guys got to get healthy. Need them to get healthy. Need them to put up a big performance this week. Just need more from these Detroit Lions. And we need you to hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review all that good stuff. Check out our sponsors over at Bet Online. Follow Glover at Glover Quinn on Instagram. I'm going to forget all of his accounts because there's too many of them. Too They're much. all on. They're only one count. Perfect. So. We will get back together later this week, hopefully in a little bit more jovial spirits because that one stings. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.